Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. I apologize for um, the husky voice. Um, it's our first time in three years. I have a full-blown um, um, flu now. Um, but I'm sure I will be back and, and healthy within a minute or two because it's so exciting to be um, partnering up with you again, Titi and Nikkei. Um, yeah, I cannot believe it's our third one. Uh, we did the first one in, you know, a very short amount of time and it's, I cannot believe it's the third one. So thank you very much for joining up with us again. And if I can just say, um, something about our family business unit, we are in the first place mainly a research unit. Um, we're also the only one of its kind in Africa. And um, it's also our ideal to partner up with people like um, or organizations like African family firms, uh, because we also do consulting, but we also do training for consulting companies um, in terms of governance, succession, um, you know, how do you consult to family businesses? But our main, our main, um, you know, goal is to do high quality research. And that's why we're so thankful that we can also showcase, you know, that what Ellen um, is joining us this afternoon. And um, yeah, so um, welcome. Um, I think if you're ready, then we can proceed to our first presentation. And perhaps I can just introduce welcome. Uh, welcome is one of our colleagues at the Nelson Mandela University um, Family Business Unit. And he's also teaching on um, the Second Avenue campus. And welcome today is going to um, talk to us um, and give us a presentation on strategic business values that he found in indigenous black South African family. Now, welcome's PhD was on, on values in indigenous African family businesses. And I can tell you last year he didn't have his doctorate. This year he had, he is the doctor and he has done an excellent uh, PhD under the main supervision of Professor Farrington. I only proofread it a very small part of his PhD. So welcome. Um, the floor is yours if you're ready to present. Um, yeah, the floor is yours. And, um, I think let's allow for presentation and then a few questions afterwards. So the floor is yours. Welcome. Can you hear me? Yes. Fantastic. All right. Uh, as I'm trying to share my screen here, I'm working with many devices just <laughs> to make this thing work here. Um, I want to assume that you are now able to see my presentation. Yes, um, I can just perhaps put it on a presentation mode. Yeah, Fantastic. 100%. 100%. All right. I'm so excited to be here. This is our third edition of the 
African Family Business uh, Research Conference. And uh, I have to I have to say this is my third time presenting at this conference uh, with the same idea of values or values in fa- in family businesses and how they impact or influence uh, the way in which they conduct their businesses. I'm trying to put myself a timer because I know I talk too much. So to help me with the process. Okay, here we go. So uh, this year's topic emanating from my PhD as Professor Fenter has uh, alluded to, which was co-supervised by Professor Farrington and Professor Elmer Fenter. We are presenting strategic business values in indigenous South African family businesses. And we want to see what's going on in terms of these strategic businesses. The presentation layout is structured as follows. We're going to start with introduction, theoretical background, the rationale and research question. We're going to highlight some methodological choices that we used in this study. We are also going to find some, uh, explain or present some key findings, followed by some discussions in pertaining to the findings. And then you are going to highlight the managerial implications and thereof conclude by providing some study. As we know, family businesses are more deeply rooted in their values and cultures than non-family businesses are. Uh, as a result, family businesses are considered to be more related than their non-family business counterparts. It is, it is very true that family businesses are considered to be, to have a long-term orientation in what they do. These family businesses entrench values which influence the longevity of their family businesses. And these values act as resources that support the long-term orientation of you of the family, of a family business. Now, we know that as values, as resources in an organization, they also guide family business leaders in what they do. They shape how leaders perceive things, but most importantly, how leaders shape vision, how, vi- how leaders make decisions, and ultimately, come up with strategies which they are going to implement in, the, in, their, in their businesses. We also see that strategy, business strategy is one of the management's top priority. Um, and because strategy is what then uh, everything that the business does flows from the strategy of the business. It is this strategy that influence the creation or the, the survival of the business Obviously, the long-term perspective of the business is influenced by the strategy that the family business would have come up with. In this process of values, in this process of strategy, planning, strategy, implementation, and management, values seems to be very crucial as they shape and the strategic decisions made by the family businesses. And in turn, these decisions influence the organizational competitiveness and how stakeholders perceive the family businesses in that regard. If we use 
resource-based view theory. It also acknowledges that values are non-imitable resources which lead to sustainable competitive advantage in the organization. The business owning family view, view the family business as an asset that needs to be passed on to the next generation as a result of him having a strategic orientation and a long-term orientation on the business. As a result, the strategic orientation of business owning families influences the family business as well as how it survives over long term. And we see the link, which we are going to explain later on. As I've mentioned, family business are long-term oriented. Family business, family-owned business, family-owned, uh, business-owned families want to protect the long-term interests of the family. And they would want to influence the key strategic businesses in the family business. And we have, um, relied on literature which says strategy formulation is rooted in the values because it is perceived or viewed as a personal and emotional process. And this is very true in the family businesses because the values that are upheld by the businesses are more or less reflecting the desires of the founder and that of the family itself. So past studies show that values in family businesses differ from those in non-family businesses. However, studies do not provide a clear distinction between what value sets uh, are found between the business-owning families and those that are found between a family business. As we know, these are two systems, institutional institutions coming together to form a unique and sometimes complex institution. And because we do not know the distinction, it becomes a challenge to finding strategic business values in family businesses that contribute to the long-term sustainability of the family business. Some colleagues and some scholars have argued that when a family business is not aware of its underlying strategic values, stakeholders may sometimes act in ways that are not in tandem with those values that the family business or the family itself uphold. As a result, it might threaten the survival of the family business itself. In this study, we define business values as explicit or implicit conceptions of the desired in family business as shared beliefs, these desired end states underlie the attitudinal and behavioral processes of those involved in, family, in businesses. Whereas strategic family, strategic business values refer to values that help the business achieve its objectives and support and fulfill the vision and direction of the family business. In other words, there's a more long-term orientation uh, to these strategic business values. Now, most of the studies have been conducted in Western and European studies. Western and, and European context with a very, very little and close to now, uh, zero, you know, research has been done in terms of, um, African indigenous perspective, African indigenous family businesses providing an indigenous African perspective to how values operate in the context of family businesses. So there are research calls for, uh, many research calls for indigenous African, uh, uh, research calls to be conducted for 
in the context of indigenous African, African, uh, indigenous African family businesses, they have got challenges. They are rarely, rarely passed on to the next generation. In other words, the success rate and the longevity of these businesses um, is truly stuck as they are not passed on to the next generation. This results into some destructive conflicts, you know, risk in you know, both the business and the family. In the long run, in some cases, people fight as a result of this. There is also a low business business growth, and the legacy of the family business is also not sustained as a result of this. So what do we really seek to do in this study? We intend to pose a question, what are the strategic business values that are upheld by the indigenous Black South African families? And in this case, we refer to indigenous Black South Africans as family businesses as a business that is independently owned and managed by an indigenous Black South African, excluding South Africans from the colored and Indian population groups. These were excluded because of the different cultural dynamics and value systems, uh, even though they are classified as Black according to the constitution and the BE Act. So this study seeks to provide greater insights into the strategic business values that underlie the strategic decision made by indigenous Black South Africans. In terms of the methodology, briefly, we used interpretivism paradigm together with postmodernism. We used an inductive approach uh, following a qualitative methodological approach. Uh, and we both used multi and descriptive case study strategies. Uh, we used purposive sampling, particularly criterion sampling with a set of criteria that I'm going to explain in a moment. The sample size was determined by information power concept, and we used uh, interviews which were semi-structured, ranging from online interviews to face-to-face -face interviews because of COVID restrictions. In, on top of this, we also supplemented or corroborated the data by using two other um, methods, which is observations and documented analysis, document analysis. And then we analyzed our data using reflexive thematic analysis from uh, Brown and Clark in 2020. Okay. The sampling criterion for the business to qualify in this study, yes, they're supposed to be owned and managed by an indigenous Black South African family, uh, excluding members of the colored Indian population. But the family itself must, must see itself as a business, see the business as a family business. And the family should be involved in the family business in terms of running the business. Uh, they must have at least one active operating business. They must have a family ownership of above 50%, perhaps a voting share of above 50%. And they must have an intention to pass the business uh, on to the next generation. As a result, the family business must also have the next generation working or involved in the family business as well. So we collected seven family businesses, mainly operating in services industries. And altogether, we had 17 participants, both from um, family and non-family employees. Uh, as you can see from table one here, um, 
as you can see from table one, uh, we have seven cases. Uh, and the oldest case of family business was founded in 1973. Uh, that's how far they could remember, you know, when it was founded. Um, and we have 17 participants, as I said. Uh, most of the, the, the numbers of, of, of active members, as you can see, they all had at least, you know, two members working in a family business. Uh, and these are the relations. Um, and most of the businesses are now in the hands of the second generation with perhaps, you know, the first, uh, the last two, marketing and the logistics one, uh, which is case number F and G, which are now still in the first generation. But however, the next generation of these family businesses are also involved in the running of their, their family businesses. So we, we followed uh, the reflexive thematic analysis as prescribed by Brown and Clark. So we followed a six-step process uh, from data coding, uh, sort of from data transcribing to data coding, uh, uh, finally to, to the writing of the, of the data uh, of, of the project itself. And the data structure looked as follows. I'm not sure if you're able to see these small fonts. I apologize for this, but I'll explain in a moment. Um, okay. Let's just, let's just jump into the findings because I've got a lot to say in terms of the findings to not waste time. There are about 10, 10 strategic business values that were found in the study. The first one being the most one, which was uh, the most important value, which was uh, um, highlighted by the, by the participants, had to do with customer focus. We Defined customer focus in this case as referring to putting customers first and paying detailed attention to their needs and opinions. So customer focus here had two sub uh, themes. There's customer satisfaction and there's also customer retention. In terms of customer retention, customer for satisfaction, these family businesses, they put their importance on providing quality services and products to their customers. Uh, and they also want their customers to be happy. Uh, and they do that by also paying attention to the customer details and their needs. So a lot of efforts is, a lot of effort is being put in terms of ensuring that customers are happy uh, by doing whatever they can to ensure that they pay attention to the customer details and needs and their wants. And in terms of customer retention, these businesses listen and understand customers. They intend to build loyal relationships, uh, which in some cases they want those relationships to last uh, for a long time. They intend to build sustainable relations with their customers. They want their customers to continuously come and utilize or patronize their services and products. So as a result, they intend to keep, and actually they, they keep promises that they make to their customers. 
as a result, they tend to be reliable and dependable to their customers. This was supported by one of the codes which you found on the website, as you can see, from KSD. Our team of experienced staff and managers play at pay and security experience. Okay. The next strategic value that we found had to deal with innovation and creativity. This was quite interesting, as I'll explain just now in a moment. We defined this value as referring to a continuous process of developing and introducing new products and services through the generation of new ideas to solve problems. And this was supported by two uh, sub-themes, the first one being process innovation. Here we see that uh, these participating family businesses uh, continuously introduce systems and processes that are intending to improve how they operate within the organization. Uh, and they encourage their employees to be innovative, to come up with solutions uh, which are beneficial to the organization. They also introduce some technological devices um, uh, in the form of computers, in the form of softwares. I remember one of the business which uh, deals with, I think it has about 300 employees almost, mm -hmm. and um, it does actually use a lot of softwares in what they do especially on the payroll system. Okay, and then there's also another aspect of innovation and creativity, which is to deal with product development. Because they embrace change in the markets, they also want to expand into other markets. They find it um, necessary to introduce new products and services. This was supported by participant three. I like people to be innovative and to come with solutions in the organizations as opposed to just complaining. We also see that uh, in as much as these businesses valued innovation and creativity, they also place importance on business traditions. In other words, they value traditional value maintenance. They place importance on promoting business stability. In terms of traditional value maintenance, particularly for older generations and uh, businesses that would be, that I would perhaps categorize as traditional businesses, they, they like to follow in the footsteps of the founder and the business leader. Uh, they, they want to observe and preserve ways of doing which, which, which have been, you know, entrenched by the founders um, from when they started the business to now when they join the business as, as the next generation. So these family businesses also have a bundle of beliefs and practices which they want to maintain over a long term because it is so personal to them. In a way, it defines their identity. In a way, it defines how they do things in an organization. In terms of promoting business stability, they try by all means to avoid business risk. So in some cases, they don't want to change things that have been working for quite a long time because they don't want to expose themselves to uncertainty or to risks that they perhaps might not know how they will then uh, you know, manage in, in, in the business. So they have what they call 
you know, tested and proven business uh, formula, which they continue to use. This was supported by participant three, etc. When we see that there is also continuous learning in as much as they value business traditions, in this case, which refers to the business process of learning new skills and knowledge on an ongoing basis. These businesses place importance on skills and knowledge development, knowledge acquiring. They like sharing knowledge. They like sharing skills. They also encourage the younger generation, particularly the younger people. Uh, and in this case, not only in the family, but also non-family employees who are young to learn on the job by providing job internships and job uh, learning opportunities. And they do job rotations, for example, which enhances the acknowledgement, I mean, the acquiring of knowledge and skills in these businesses. Another aspect is that of industry knowledge, which entails continuously seeking knowledge and staying relevant in the market. They, they, they like to have this because they understand that change is always there and change will always be a threat to the organization. So they always want and continuously make um, efforts of understanding the economy. These family businesses attend a great importance on employee empowerment and development, which in this case refers to the process of improving, enhancing, refining, and honing a person's existing skills while giving them giving them more freedom and rights to make decisions. We see through this, these businesses place importance particularly on employee training, uh, which is related to continuous learning. So they want their employees to learn new things. Therefore, they send them to, uh, or they put them in what they call skills development programs. Uh, they ensure that their employees Development is obviously put uh, being a priority in this case. There's also issue of employee autonomy, where an employee is given a more authority to exercise on behalf of the business by making decisions on behalf of the business, and also they providing um, delegating duties to the employees so that they can feel that they are part and parcel of the business and that they can be trusted by the business or by the business owner, etc. And this is really particularly true to the non-family business, uh, non-family employees, uh, as they alluded, that they actually feel as part of the family, as part of, you know, part of the team, because precisely they are trusted to make decisions, critical decisions on behalf of the family business itself. And participant P actually supported this by saying, I think we always encourage our staff to learn and to train and to upskill. I always try to encourage them to do that and to develop. It's about personal development. And then you also see that these family businesses also place importance on open communication, which refers to all stakeholders being freely able to express their ideas to one another, as well as stakeholders being given access to information. Uh, this particular value manifests in two sub-themes, transparency and employee engagement. Employees in this particular uh, case, they are engaged on a continuous basis 
uh, their businesses use different communication platforms to communicate, to provide platforms to involve employees so that, as I said, they can be part of the process in terms of decision-making process. And uh, information is also openly shared with the employees. I remember one case uh, where the financials of the business will actually be shared to all employees uh, and the targets that the business aims to actually achieve on a particular financial year is displayed on the board and each month they, they record how far they have managed to you know, reach that particular target, which is quite interesting and sometimes uh, not really uh, available or not really exercised in some of the family businesses because of the privacy that we find in these family businesses. Also, most importantly, we see that uh, these family businesses, they place importance on sustainability of their family businesses. In other words, here, we refer to sustainability as the quality of being able to continue over a period of time. And there are two sub-themes that we find in this particular theme. There is that of business continuity and then protecting the legacy. They obviously want to see their businesses uh, being passed on to the next generation. And therefore, the issue of business continuity becomes a very critical and important thing uh, to them. They always endeavor to uh, restructuring and cutting down on costs so that they can be profitable, they can you know, be financially sustainable, they're always looking for potential business growth uh, by looking for businesses, um, etc. I'm going to explain just now. In some cases, they actually venture into partnerships with different stakeholders, etc. Coupled with that is the protection of the legacy, particularly among the next generation who feel like it is their responsibility to preserve this legacy, legacy that would have been left by their uh, parents and this kind of uh, notion is also you know uh, uh, supported by non-family employees who especially those that started the family business together with the founders uh, many years ago close to 40 years ago and they feel like they don't want to lose the legacies that would have been built up and created and developed and left by the founders. So the, the, the preserving or the protection of the legacy is important to them. And then there's issue of teamwork. They place combined efforts or actions of people working together to achieve a common task. And again, we see that employee team efforts is one of the sub factor here where family businesses like working together as a team the combined team efforts, embracing each other as teammates. They also consult their employees and what they do because they believe that they work as a team. And this is also done in ways that they also appreciate employees' efforts. So here we see employee ownership schemes. I remember two of the family businesses highlighting that some of the shares um, where they opened their business trust, uh, employee trust, so to speak, that on the shares on behalf of the employees 
and it makes employees feel appreciated and recognized for the efforts in which they bring to the organization and again enhancing that sense of being one and together as a family within the context of family business. This was alluded by one of the participants saying one of her favorite things is no man, no man is an island. You can't work in silence. You have to be integrated with every each other area of the business. So it is a teamwork. It is a teamwork. It is very important in the family business. Aligned to this is the concept of the value relating to partnerships. Here, family businesses like to create agreements, collaborations between organizations and people so that they can work together. So there is each or aspect of collaborative work and uh, they like being trustworthy and being honest, honest to other people. And they also like to uh, look for business opportunities, which enhances their business sustainability and continu continuity of the family business. What is also most important is the stakeholder role, particularly the different, particularly the different uh, stakeholders from the community itself to the, uh, uh, you know, the, to government, for example, to municipalities. These businesses try to work, you know, with these different stakeholders across, you know, a different spectrum of, you know, stakeholders. So they like forging strategic relationships with stakeholders with a, a view that they want to create long-term partnerships with these uh, stakeholders, which is beneficial not only to the business, but also when they deliver their services to their customers, etc. So all these things, they are related to business reputation. They place importance Businesses in this case place importance to uh, on business reputation. Uh, in other words, they 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 value the collective opinion that stakeholders have towards the family business. As a result, them operating their businesses with integrity becomes very important because their perception, the perception of stakeholders, does have a bearing on how uh, the business is going to you know get more customers. Uh, create more stakeholders, uh, strategic partnerships, etc. And we see that the culture of doing something right is obviously embedded in this case in how they do their businesses because they want to preserve business integrity. And they like to treat their employees and their customers with fair and respect. And they are aware that, you know, this issue of word of mouth if they make a mistake or or if they don't treat their employees and customers fair or with respect, then the word of mouth, as we know, it has got uh, no power, uh, is a powerful tool that sometimes customers might use to discredit the legitimacy of a particular business. And then we see, most importantly as well, in terms of business reputation, the management of the identity or perhaps the brand as a whole, it becomes very important. And this is not just about the business, but also about that of the family. Because of this intertwining of the family and the business, 
they want to protect the identities of both. Um, and, and we see that as well, even with Dani family employees that are aware that, you know, they need to protect the identity of the family as well. So they're very careful about the media and communication, how they portray themselves to the public, particularly uh, on the younger generations who are more versed or technologically, you know, savvy on the social media platforms. They are warned about what they do. They are warned about how they should deal with, uh, you know, so social media. They must not tarnish the image of the business and that of the family, because if they do that, it will have some bearing or some effects, negative effects on what the family and the business, you know, will be trying to do. So they intend to improve the brand, business brand over the time, whether by, you know, coming up with new branding, by coming up with new uh, uh, ways of communicating the brand to the uh to, to different stakeholders. And this was supported by participant eight, who says, so try and protect the name of business all the time. And that is why most of the time I am always on the front line with other employees most of the time. This was actually a nanny family employee who started a business, who was present when the business started in 1970. Uh, must be 1975 or 8, somewhere there, I can't remember now. So they feel that kind of responsibility together. Okay, now that I've discussed uh, the findings or presented the findings, we see that these strategic businesses are commonly found among family businesses in general. Uh, all those that I've mentioned, uh, customer focus, business reputation, um, business sustainability, communication, etc. However, there's a potential of value paradox here, especially when you look at business traditions and innovation and creativity. In as much as businesses like innovation, but they also want to preserve some traditional, you know, uh, 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 precepts or ways of doing things that have been working in a business. Um, and this is supported by literature that there is always, there is potential paradox, especially innovation and uh, business traditions where in some cases, the generation, different generations perceive these things in different ways. In this particular case, the younger generation are more, yes, they want to preserve the, the business traditions, but they also want to be more, you know, innovative as opposed to the older generation who are just comfortable in how things, you know, have been, do, have been done in the organization. Okay. Um, and then we also see that in all these values, there is something important that these businesses do, which is stakeholder engagement, so that their values, they come alive in how the business conducts itself and manages operations. This is particularly important to stakeholders or when a business is trying to communicate what it stands for to different stakeholders. As we mentioned earlier on in the problem or the rationale of the study, if family businesses are not aware of the how of their values, it is difficult to communicate those values to different stakeholders, which obviously 
endangers the potential success of the family business as a whole. The study as a whole supports the two notions, that of the, that uh, values underlie the strategy of family business and that family businesses are long-term oriented in nature. And they use these values to do different things. Okay, which brings me to the multi-layeredness of values. The functioning of values is multi-layered. In other words, it's a multi-dimensional concept. Uh, different values or each value is used in different ways to achieve different strategic objectives or goals of the family business. Um, we could look one just now. I'm going to give you an example. Uh, but one value, for example, customer focus could lead to the business to achieve different strategic values. Um, maybe not just about, you know, customer retention, but it could be something else in terms of profitability, in terms of continuity, in terms of sustainability, etc. We also see that uh, strategic values are linked to different business outcomes, operational efficiency, operation, uh, business uh, and growth, as well as sustainability. In terms of operational efficiency, values involve, sorry, it involves minimizing the usage of, particularly on values that it do with technological advancements on creativity. They, they, th these businesses introduce technology so that they minimize or maximize maximize on the outputs in terms of satisfying the customers while using less resources. Uh, it has a lot of to do with how they intend to satisfy their customers most of the times. Whereas performance and you know growth, again, customer focus, business reputation and business traditions will seem to be outstanding in terms of relating or being related to performance and growth. In this case, whereas sustainability uh, has to do with business sustainability, business reputation, and traditions again. So sustainable family businesses are built on strong values. Uh, just to show you in terms of strategic business values and the link to business uh, outcomes, the survival of these family businesses depends on, the ability, on their ability to build and relationships with different stakeholders, particularly customers, and also provide services that are quality. Using a sun key diagram, which shows the extent to which a strategic family, strategic business value is proportionally related to a different strategic business outcome, we're trying to demonstrate how these values are related to strategic business outcomes. As I said, you can see here business perform, uh, business uh, sustainability is linked to sustainability as a whole. Uh, and then partnerships linked to sustainability and operational efficiency. Innovation and creativity linked to actually all three of them, performance and growth, sustainability, and operational efficiency. Customer focus, again, to linked greatly to three of them, performance, growth, sustainability, and operational efficiency. And operation and business traditions, similarly as well, mostly we do with sustainability 
and performance and growth. So what are the implications in this case? As I try to conclude, family business leaders and owners need to take cognizance of the strategic business values and how they may be linked to their business outcomes or business strategic outcomes. Um, they also need to highlight the behaviors and actions needed to support these values in an organization. It's one thing, you know, having one, having an org, having a value, it's one thing, but also demonstrating that value, uh, in action is also something else. So there needs to be that. There is a need for constant engagement with different stakeholders so that these values are kept alive in their operations, but also that stakeholders are aware of what these businesses stand for in terms of you know, these values that we have been talking about. And a few recommendations or implications to family business practitioners, values underlie family business strategy. As a result, they need to take cognizance of these strategic business values when planning and implementing family business strategies. And finally, this study has made some contributions by responding to several research calls for the need to explore value-related practices among family businesses in various cultural settings, and particularly research calls that had to do with conducting research in indigenous African family businesses. Also, this study has contributed or is making contribution in terms of uh, developing a sustainable or sustainable family businesses in, in the South African and African context. As we know from literature, indigenous black South African family businesses are commonly attributed to the lack of family, to the lack of business strategy. Uh, as a result, we seek to provide some insights into the values that underlie these strategic, yeah, strategic businesses decisions, and we are aware that values that influence the strategic businesses, uh, values influence the decisions made and the strategies formulated. For future studies, we encourage that studies be conducted in different industries, more interviews be done with family and non-family employees. Um, in this case, our sample size was seven and you know only 17 participants, so it will be much more interesting to see how this will turn out in a much more a wider context. We also perhaps encourage or recommend that future studies be conducted in larger family businesses that have different or perhaps complex governance structures. Uh, from our study here, most of the study, most of most all of the participants are categorized as either small or medium enterprises uh, with limited or no governance at all put in place. Okay, and then the last recommendation for future studies is that uh, future studies be conducted on other population groups or geographical locations. In this, in this study, we focused mainly on Blacks, Indigenous Blacks, South Africans. It will be worthwhile to um, see what are the strategic business values and how they underlie the strategic value, strategic businesses of other 
family businesses in different contexts for comparative purposes. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Kupangwa. We have only three minutes left on your session. So I am going to ask the question that we got from Professor Farrington, which is, do family businesses communicate these strategic values to their stakeholders, being employees, and how are they doing that? For example, employee empowerment and development. And is this value visible in any way or just evident in the family business's action, actions? And how important do you think visible reflections of these values are to stakeholders? Okay. Um Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that oh, that's Prof. Farrington. That's okay, correct. That's an interesting, that's an interesting one. Um, if I recall from the, from the interviews, interview process, um, they, they do communicate, some do communicate. I remember one of the family business actually has got a manual on the, uh, employee ownership scheme, uh, through their trust, uh, which I can't mention because of the, uh, anonymity. Uh, so it's available online and it's well known by their, only, not only the employees, but also by different other stakeholders outside the business as well. In some cases, um, it is more or less inherently present in how they conduct their businesses. Um, in terms of, for example, the, in terms of employee autonomy, uh, employees do say that actually they're being empowered by giving freedom to make decisions. Uh, and, and I remember one of the family business owners saying he actually feels hurt now because they don't consult him anymore because the decisions are now made by the family business uh, uh, employees, in this case, non-family employees uh, as well. So... Yes, they do communicate, uh, perhaps, you know, in different ways. Sometimes it is, you know, openly. Sometimes it's just, uh, you know, in the way in which they conduct their business. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Kupangwa. We are going to move on to the next session. We look forward to seeing you again um, in, in the session this afternoon. I believe you are part of that panel session and we can ask you further questions when we are in that session. For everyone who is with us on this session, we are going to take a five-minute break and rejoin at 12 o'clock for the next session, which is going to be exploring the topic family businesses and dynamic capabilities a systematic literature review and is going to be presented by dr by mrs angela pike balls so looking forward to seeing you in the next session